0: Pet Month here on Brooklyn's Radio. I'm Amanda Weller and I've taken this opportunity to put together some interviews about rescue pets. I'm now delighted to be joined by Stacey McIntyre who is here to talk about her three rescue horses. Hi Stacey. Hi Amanda. Can you start by telling me how
1: and why these three came into your life? Well it's an interesting story because I didn't plan on having three. I planned on getting a horse. I never really thought I would end up with three horses. So I went off and having had horses as a child, I I sort of, I knew I wanted to do things differently. I, I knew have, having had horses as a child, the connection with them, um, but I didn't really want to go the same route where I sort of just went and got a horse that was ready to go and I just got on and rode. I knew there was something more that I was looking for in that scenario. So I went down the route of looking at rescue horses and that in itself, that's probably a whole story on its own, all the different um, routes that I went down. But I eventually came across a place down um, near Kent and I met this lovely lady down there and she had this herd of horses and what I must add is my first horse actually wasn't a rescue horse, The, the the second and third were rescue horses. The first one, what had happened to her was she was in a herd of horses. Um, She was six months old and her mum died and she was in this herd. And they came into the field one day and found her trying to revive her mum. But then what happened to her was she was getting kicked about. For the next five months, she got kicked about in the herd. So when I got her at 11 months old, um, she was absolutely terrified of everyone, everything, life itself. She was just, yeah life had been difficult for her. So I got her and, and that was, that was the plan to just get her. Um, and she was, I I wouldn't say she was untouchable, but she didn't trust anyone and she certainly wouldn't come up to you and field and she wasn't going to engage with you. So I, I got her first of all. Um, and then what happened with her was initially I put her in a field with a, a retired polo pony who did the exact same thing as the other horse in the herd and kicked her about and everything like that. So we went back to square one. So I realized very, very quickly this wasn't going to work. And that's how I ended up with my second horse because I then went to the RSPCA um, and got my second horse. And again, that I wasn't planning to get another youngster. So she was 11 months old. I went to the RSPCA to get a sort of been there, done it, sort of schoolmaster type of horse. And I ended up coming back with an 18 month old <laughs> thoroughbred Connemara who was very excitable and and also had had a really tough start in life. So he'd been on a farm where they bred Connemaras and thoroughbred and they'd sort of fallen on bad times and all the horses had ended up at the RSPCA. So he was 18 months old and he honestly, he looked like an eight month old horse. He was skin and bones, he was tiny. Um, so I got him and at this stage with the two of them, they were, they were just almost untouchable. I'd go into the field and they would just take off into the opposite direction, a uh, gallop off, I couldn't get anywhere near, I definitely couldn't catch them. Um, so I had the two of them. Um, and what I did was every day, I just went to the field every single day, fed them with no expectation, no demands on them, just fed them, was present, um, acknowledged them, but didn't expect to catch them, groom them, do any of that. and eventually after time they realized all I wanted to do was be there for them. But it was that constant sort of connecting with them going in without expectation um, and allowing them to be horses and be who they, they wanted to be. So I went and and that was the two of them. And then I don't know why I didn't really have a need for a third one, but somehow there was always the space that there was a third one coming. Um, and I remember sitting at the dinner table one night saying to our family, so I have some interesting news for you. <laughs> We're getting another horse. I'm <laughs> like, what? We've been expecting another horse. <laughs> so anyway, so that's sort of how Bramble came. And Bramble was or is a, a miniature Shetland. Um, and her as well, when I went and saw her, she was just this tiny little, her fur, fur was all coming out. She was losing it. She was the skinniest. I mean, Shetland's normally and she is now round little fluffy things um, and she was just the scrawny yeah, skim and bones horse so anyway so she came she was the third one in the herd and the three of them connected really really well but what was interesting for me and I never really mentioned this is as I said I was only going to get one horse was somehow when you see these horses it's, it's the eyes that you connect with um, so I with Darcy when when I got her so she was 11 months old I didn't even know whether I'd be able to ride her. I didn't know any of that. It, it almost didn't matter. What mattered was she needed somewhere to go. She needed somewhere safe to be. She had these gorgeous eyes that you just connected with instantly. Um, and, and that sort of brought her there. And the same with Dougal, who was the second one. Um, he came along as I said, I was looking for an older sort of more relaxed I thought I already had a project on my hands with Darcy. I wasn't looking for another project and um, Yeah, so I, and with him it was very much about his eyes connecting with his eyes um, And just being there for them. So so that's how I ended up with three of them.
0: Well amazing amazing story so how long do you think it took them to settle down and feel comfortable with you? Was it was it weeks? Was it months? Was it years? Was did it, did it what was it in general terms?
1: I would say it was months, um, but that's probably more to do with me than it was about them. I think I think if I if it was happening again, it would be weeks or, or a lot sooner, purely because I'd, I'd never really worked with horses in that way. Um, I'd, you know, I'd done everything as a child, show jumping, eventing, dressage, polo cross, all of that. Um, but I'd always got on a horse that had already had that connection or had all that training. Um, so I never needed to establish that, that bond. It was a, a different sort of bond at that stage. Um, whereas with this, you were taking animals that had had a really rough start in life. And, and giving them something to connect with and hold on to and trust and I didn't know how to do that initially and until I actually realized I didn't need to do anything I just needed to turn up be there be present um, and not expect anything of them and the minute I did that and a minute I got it they got it you know and then they, they gave them somewhere to go so it was more about me that took the time than them very interesting, very interesting, and we haven't got time to go into this now. But of course, no. you
0: sometimes use your horses um, for therapeutic reasons now, don't you, with your clients? Yeah. And I, and what a great lesson because you've obviously absolutely, used, you know, that's key to it all, isn't it? Yeah. Um, from uh, what I would be really interested to chat about a little bit as well is the sort of different approach you have in 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 looking after them. Um, sort of, you you take a very natural approach to everything, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So So, with them, everything that that to do with them is natural, so they're even down to their worming. I worm them once a month and I use herbal wormer and I worm them at full moon because that's the, when the worm cycles at its fullest uh, or its, it's most sort of I don't know what the word it's most extreme, so it's the easiest to to knock them back with the herbal wormer. Um, they're on probiotic liquid probiotics from you know organic naturals. Things like that. Their food that they eat, um, they eat organic herbal food. Um, a wonderful company called Thunderbrook, which does the most phenomenal range of um, horse foods, and it's all natural with all the herbs and things. And I also work with them with something called zoo, ph- zoo pharmacognosy, which is a word into itself. So. Uh, <laughs> 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 I just can't get it out. I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> But what that is is animals naturally self-selecting the herbs and essential oils that they need in order to heal their bodies And they are absolutely phenomenal at that. So you will put buckets of um, different waters out in their fields. so they have their normal water and then you'll have other buckets which have got um, Essential oils which will work. For. So like peppermint oil is really good for digestion and things like that so at the time of year when there's a lot of green grass and uh, that affects their digestion, they'll drink a lot of the peppermint water. So they have that, they have herbs, um, all that sort of thing. And they'll naturally select what it is they need in order to keep their bodies healthy. So they have all of that available to them.
0: That's absolutely wonderful. And I
1: know I've, I've um, met you on a path um, <laughs> at one point
0: <laughs> with, with both of them taking them for a herb walk. Isn't that just <laughs> such a <laughs> lovely thing? You absolutely. Know, I don't know anybody else who's done that and well, you know, <laughs> it makes so much sense. That's so interesting. I really appreciate you coming in and chatting to me about all of this. Stacey McIntyre, thank you very much indeed for sharing your three horses stories with me. <laughs> Excellent. To see a photo of Stacey's Hortis, search hashtag Brooklyn's Radio Rescues on Twitter and Facebook. I'm Amanda Weller. Join me next time for more about rescue pets here on Brooklyn's Radio.